Hey guys, welcome back to Inner Monologue with me, Olivia Neal. Today we're going to be talking about things I love about being single and like my criteria for my next partner. And I'm also going to be telling you all the gossip about my recent trip to New York and how I tried fish for the first time. Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm really glad that I'm doing the podcast today. I feel like I really needed it. I've been in a bit of a foil mood. Let me elaborate. On the way here, usually I always speak in the car. You guys know this by now. I do the full podcast. I literally sit and chat to myself. And I always think if anyone like drove past me right now and looked in, they would just think I'm a crazy person. And then I also think they might just think I'm on the phone. But anyway, and I was in such a bad mood today that I couldn't even do that. I couldn't even listen to them inside of my voice. I had to play Rich Baby Daddy by Drake and sexy red on repeat that is my favorite song in the world and i can't imagine ever not liking it like i think it's gonna be my my hyper fixation for a good six months it is able to lift me from here up to here mood wise but like i've been in such a bad mood that i cut my hair off if you know me you know my like my long hair is literally like my main personality trait like i love having long hair it's also just like a comfort blanket and i think because I fucked up my hair so much in the past by like bleaching it and doing whatever. I always just like, my extensions, I just need them. Like whenever I have my extensions up for the half an hour that I get them like refitted into my head and I look at myself in the mirror, I feel like a naked mole rat. Like I just have no confidence whatsoever. Like my extensions really, like my long hair, it's just, it's just nice. Like if I have like a, a small top on and I'm feeling a bit self-conscious or something about like my chest, I always get rashes and stuff. I just bring my long hair for it and it's just amazing. But yesterday I went into the hairdressers to get my hair my hair extensions refitted you have to do it like every six weeks it's a lot of maintenance having extensions it's not for everyone um especially not for me like I'm not a high maintenance person so often I get let them get to a horrific kind of state which ends up damaging your hair even further your natural hair but anyway I went in yesterday to get them refitted and they're like so what we're we just doing the normal like refitting keeping your long hair like my hair is so long I have really really long hair extensions and I was like no cut it all off and they're like oh are you sure like we, we thought you loved your long hair I was like cut it all off like I was in that like and I've never ever done that before like I'm not like that and I've seen TikToks like with people being like how bad was it and then the next photo is like them with like really short hair and I was like I don't really get that like my long hair gives me happiness like surely I'd want to keep it in times where I don't feel happy um but no I just cut it all off and you might be thinking Olivia that's so fucking dramatic your hair is not that short but for me this is really short like it's to my nipple well this is actually the length of my natural hair but I did keep my extensions in for thickness so I'm also thinking I'm, I'm getting towards the point where maybe I'll feel happy enough to have no extensions because now it's like my natural hair length but anyway this is the new me um 
What do we think? I woke up this morning and I immediately regretted it. I regretted it so fucking much. But I was like, it's done now. There's no point. That's not, I live with no regrets. I'm just going to move forward and it's fine. It's fine. Let's not even think about it. But the reason I was in a foil mood was because yesterday I went to the hospital. Well, I'm going to fill you in what, like, what happened in the past week since I've last spoken to you. But um, like I had little staples in my arm. Like after surgery, they kind of like put staples in my arm to like keep my skin together. I had a tumor and all I needed to do with it was get it removed. Like I didn't need to have any further treatment, just get it removed and that's it. So they cut out quite a big section of my arm just to ensure that they got the tumor on any remaining areas because like the type of tumor I have can kind of spread with little like tentacle-like things, gorgeous. Anyway, they took out like a big chunk of my arm and I was like, right, this is a fucking massive scar. Like if I could show you, I would. I don't know if you can get demon. Well, also just no one wants to see it. I had this like really like toxic trait that I, I love gory stuff. Like I love Grey's Anatomy. Like after I got my surgery done I looked up a wide it's like a it's called like a wide local excision was the name of the surgery like to remove a tumor I looked it up on YouTube because if you, if you didn't know you can watch surgeries on YouTube like full-on like open heart surgeries I love that shit so like after I got my surgery done on my arm I went straight home and I looked it up on YouTube and I watched them do it really interesting loved it my toxic trait is thinking that everyone has is the same as me and after like i took photos like of, of obviously my scar and stuff and them like doing stuff to it and like putting the staples in I, I took videos of all of that and i've been going around showing everyone like hey do you want to see my scar do you want to see this and i've been showing everyone everyone's like i'm not interested olivia i'll literally be like having like dinner with someone i'll be like so this is what they did next and it's just like horrible um so i'm just not going to show you because you might not be into that but anyway but anyway, had a big chunk of my arm taken out uh, just to ensure that it was all gone. And then they send off that chunk that they took off to the lab and they check the perimeters of the of the circle of the skin that they took just to ensure that they check it for cancer. Because obviously if there's still cancer in the perimeter and they haven't got it all and there's still some cancer in my arm. Anyway, went in yesterday, got the staples taken out, which was a weird sensation, may I say. Um... And then we got the test results back and it didn't really, I mean, it didn't fill me with confidence. He was like, there is a millimeter of uh, like cancer-free skin around it. Like I, ideally we would want a bit more and I could offer you another surgery right now or you can just come back in four months and if it has come back, then we'll do another surgery then. And I was like, oh, okay. I was hoping you were just going to be like, you're all good to go. Well, if yeah, go on, live the rest of your life cancer-free. No worries. But he was like, yeah, it's not like, it's not the best situation. Like we could do another like surgery right now. And then I was weighing up the options in my head. I was like, do we do another surgery right now? And like, I just get it over and done with. And then I definitely won't have to ever have one again. But then also that could be unnecessary because the cancer may not come back. Or I just have to come back in four months time when I've done four months of healing on this big fucker that's on my arm right now, the big scar. Like that's in four months time, it might be looking okay. And then I come back in four months and then like, mm, it's back. And I have to get another surgery again. So anyway, that was why I was in a foil mood. Because I was like, mm, definitely could have gone better. And then I went and cut off all my hair. And that's where we're at. But let's not focus on the negatives. Because guess what I did do this week? I went to New York. I went to New York on a little weekend break. Like, I don't think you should be casually taking trips to America for weekend breaks. But I did it anyway. And I, you know what? Fuck it. I deserved it. I didn't deserve it that much. But I just had a bit of a shit. You know, this whole thing. I, I keep doing things where I'm like, oh, I deserve it. Like, I'll buy myself something nice, but I deserve it. I had cancer. Um, not an excuse to do any, like, to really do these things. But anyway, I went to New York for the, for a weekend break, and I had the best time ever. I tried fish. So, 
I don't know if I spoke about this in my last podcast. I definitely meant to, but I honestly blacked out in my last podcast because I was just speaking so much. I had so much to say and so little time that I just, I blacked out. Um, but anyway, recently I've been, I've been like less hard on myself about veganism. Like if I want to try a bit of cream, I feel like I did speak about this. It's ringing a bell. No, if I want to try a bit of cream or cheese, like, or a dessert, say a dessert that I've never tried before, I, I'm going to try it. I'm not going to beat myself up about it because like, being that like anal vegan is actually kind of restrictive and not great for your mental health. I think sometimes, depending on what kind of headspace you're in. Um, like I went to Carbone. I have I definitely spoken about this. I went to Carbone last month, which is like a restaurant I've wanted to go to for so long and I've always wanted to try this specific pasta. And if I went there and didn't eat it, I just had tomato pasta, which I have every single day. I, like to me, that's a little bit like warped in the head just i mean also yeah i mean it's probably good for animals to like be like hardcore vegan but i thought i just thought that was like a little bit warped and restrictive to live life like that and like sometimes you just need to fucking let your hair on and try a bit of cream or cheese i will never eat meat or chicken because i actually love chickens and i love cows and i love lambs i would never eat an animal that i actually really like like someday i would love to have a farm and i would love to have cows and stuff so i couldn't ever imagine sitting there eating steak or a hamburger or something but one animal i fucking detest is fish i hate fish so much like i would actually kill a fish with my own bare hands no shame like insects and stuff would kill it like no shame so i've always thought i should definitely try fish because before i went vegan i definitely had like a a little honey roasted salmon kind of situation my mum would make me or maybe i'd have some calamari on holiday but I've never actually tried like sushi, like like um, sashimi or anything like that. Because when I went vegan, I was like 14 and we did not have like, well, as far as I'm aware, we didn't have any nice sushi restaurants in Belfast. And it's always been on my bucket list. I was like, someday I'm going to do it. And I went to New York and I was staying with a friend who is like really, really bougie. And he really likes like fancy food. And he took me to a Michelin star omakase. I wasn't paying for it. <laughs> I would never pay to have Michelin star food. That is like one thing that I like to stand by is like, I don't like fancy food. I don't really like fancy food. I can appreciate it for what it is. And like, obviously good on you if you do, but like I've, I've had far better meals at cheaper restaurants. I just am not into the whole fancy eating, like fancy cuisine when they give you like a tiny little portion of literal foam on a plate, not for me. I went into it with a very open mind because it's easy to be very scared by these kind of things. And also I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go hardcore. Like if I'm, I'm trying fish once in my life, I mean, if I had liked it, maybe I would have tried it again. I kind of just ruined the story because I basically said I didn't like it. But I was like, I don't want to like, go somewhere and have like, um, I don't know, like rock shrimp or something from Nobu. Or like, I know that they've got very popular fish that's like um, covered in like soy sauce and stuff. I was like, I don't want any of that. I want to try fish on its own, uncooked, no flavors, like taking away from the flavor of the fish. I just want to try it. I, like, I want to know if I like the flavor of fish. So I went and it was the biggest mistake of my life ever doing that. I don't know why I jumped in head first. Like it was so intense. I took a photo of the menu, but it was basically like a 20 course omakase. And we started off with some... Um, I was about to say raw fish. The whole thing was raw fish. I had 20 courses of raw fish. If I could show you the photos, let me try just, there's one photo that I need to show you right now. Can you see this? And to some people, this might be, a, can you see that? If you're watching on Spotify right now, open your phone and go onto the fucking video because this is what I had as my first time ever trying fish. It looks like a penis. It was, it was like a worm penis. It was fucked up and obviously like my friend had taken me here like um it, like it was his like one of his favorite restaurants ever like and i i went like 
it's quite a special place, I guess, for him. And I like he was paying for it. So I had to be like, obviously polite, but like I was literally like trying not to throw up the entire time. It was crazy. And I had 20 courses of it. But like, you know what? There were some things I did like. Um, I enjoyed crab. I tried crab. I thought that was really nice. That's it. The rest was all... It was it was just so fishy and I was trying so hard to like chew it and swallow it but like you know when it's just like you keep chewing and it's just not it, like it, it took me like two minutes to chew each piece and I would have to wash it down with like sake like I don't even like sake either and I was like washing down like cups and cups of sake like I ordered a beer because I'm not a beer girl I mean I like a beer like every now and then but, like I was literally like I need anything right now to like down this but anyway, that was um, my first experience. And it was a really cool experience because like there was literally six people sat in a room and the chef was like sat there like hand making each course. So obviously if anyone else in that room will tell you that I loved it because I was like, I'm not being rude right now. Like I need to be like on top form and like make it, like sure that the chef knows I'm enjoying his food thoroughly. That was my, my first experience eating fish never again. I did it once. Well, actually, you know what? I would maybe like to try lobster now. Um, that is my, my next thing in life that I would like to try because I quite enjoyed the crab bit. So I'm like, if I enjoy crab, I feel like I might enjoy lobster. So if life ever throws lobster in my face, I'm not going to run away. I'm going to welcome it. Apart from that, New York was really, really like calm because I basically went to New York at the start of September for Fashion Week and it was like 30 degrees in New York at the time. It was so warm. Um, and New York is not a city like that you can, I mean, I'm sure it is, but like for me, it wasn't a city that I could really enjoy and hate. I've always found New York like quite intimidating. Like if you've ever been in like East London or like city of London, like I don't really love that area because all the buildings are so high that I feel so small. And it almost makes me feel like a bit claustrophobic. And sometimes you can't tell what time of day it is, not to be dramatic. Um, but I just don't love big buildings. And New York is literally like East London on crack like it's it's all the buildings are like skyscrapers you feel so minuscule and compared to every in comparison to everything anyway when the heat is like blasting off the concrete and it comes up from the subway as well like the heat it's just a lot in the heat um and then fashion week already is like quite an intense time like you have to go to shows during I mean shut up it's like the it's the best thing ever so I don't I can't be like it's, it's so intense and hard it's not it's literally incredible you get to go to fashion shows and fashion parties like not complaining at all but it is a lot and your social battery does run out and you become a bit worn out so that with 30 degrees and New York I was like oh my god I don't think I like New York anymore like I genuinely like didn't leave my hotel room I slept the entire time because I was like this is too much um so I didn't think I liked New York but then I went back this week and it was really chill I didn't even go out like I just went for nice meals I went to the aloe gym for the first time if you don't know what the aloe gym is basically aloe is like a sportswear brand that like I swear every influencer I follow works with it's like it's like the cool I feel like it's like the cool workout brand now like Kylie Jenner does loads of brand deals for them um like Victoria's Secret Angels like those kind of people and Aloe like the company has gyms in LA and New York and all of these people that do work with them or go to the to the gym it's like it's like celebrity and influencer only gyms it's a really interesting concept and um anyway I've like always seen I was going to say growing up, I've always seen, I don't know how old Aloe is, but anyway, I've always seen like all my favorite celebrities and stuff and like actors and actors and actresses, even actors go there. Like, like I swear I see Jacob Elordi there sometimes, but they all go there and they get like PTs. The whole point like is that um, they take videos and post it on their stories because like it's an Aloe gym. So obviously, you know, if Aloe were allowing them to come work out in their gym and get PTs and they post stories. Um, so I always see videos and stories of all these celebrities at the Aloe gym and I was like, oh, someday I'm going to go to the Aloe gym. Like it's honestly been like a little bucket list. It's like, I love um, 
de moi, you know, that like celebrity spotting thing. So like I have like, I just like love, like it's so weird that I love like celebrity gossip. Like it's such a, like a weird thing about me. I know so much myself and like I've met loads of these celebrities that I love celebrity gossip about and I would never actually like involve myself in de moi. Like I would never ever send in anything to de moi, but I just love indulging in it like I like reading it for some reason it's a really weird like concept anyway because of it like I have these like weird superficial like is that the word I'm looking for no like materialistic bucket list things like it's been my dream to go to Carbone which is just a fucking Italian restaurant in New York I don't know why but it's just because I always see celebrities there like I love going places where I see celebrities go and I went to the Allo Gym for the first time in New York and I was actually buzzing I could not believe that I was finally there and then right do my workout whatever like I'm like I got a PT I did it with my friends I was like in on my little aloe gear I was like this is fucking I'm living life right now and then like the session goes on like I've been unfit recently like I have not been working out at all I went to the gym for the first time I told you this last week I went to the gym and like literally went on the treadmill for seven minutes and then had to leave and go home I couldn't even do 12 3 30 which is a fucking walk I couldn't walk for that long I've just been unfit I've been like a state of leisure recently um but I'm letting myself off because I had cancer. <laughs> I need to stop using that as an excuse for everything. But also like, you know what? I didn't even really have cancer. I didn't think I did. Like I had like a tumor in my arm, but I didn't actually have to get treatment for it. So I didn't have like bad cancer. So I really cannot say that. But then yesterday when I was at the hospital, as I was leaving, he was like, oh, by the way, you are um, legible for financial and psychological support from the young adults and teen cancer charity. And I was like, this episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline financial support <laughs> how much are we talking here anyway obviously i did not take that up i did take that offer up because i didn't actually really have cancer i need to grow up a little bit yeah that's my excuse for being unfit anyway it was in aloe gym whatever doing doing the most having my pt session I, as i was like halfway through i was like whoa this is actually kind of hard like i feel like i was using my body weight for the first time in a long time because usually i just go to the gym and go on the treadmill like like do cardio like i never actually like use weights and like i wasn't really using weights like he was giving me the lightest weight out of everyone that was there because i think he could just tell i did not have muscle and i also said i had a bit of like an open wound on my arm so that was probably why he was giving me light weights they did say not to go to the gym but when i offer you to go to the fucking gym you have to just suck it up and go no matter if you've got a wound or not get to the end i have to go into the toilet and be sick 
I was sick in the aloe gym. I threw up in the aloe gym. And I was like, oh my God, how do these little Instagram girlies do this? Like, this is fucking crazy. Like, and like, cause they were, they were taking videos of us as well. Like I had to post a video on my story of me at the aloe gym and it was the most humbling thing ever. Cause like Kylie Jenner just looks fucking amazing when she does it. Everyone I follow that ever goes to the aloe gym looks incredible while they're working out. I did not look incredible. I just looked, oh my God, it was not good. And then I was like gonna go in the ice bath. But like I was like too sick. I was like too fragile to even go in the ice bath after. And like, I could just tell they're all looking at me like, what a what a pathetic little girl. Anyway, that was my experience going to the aloe gym. I drove up uh, upstate New York with my friends and we went to um, a go, like, you know, like go ape, like where you like strap yourself into a harness and you like go up in the trees and there's like zip lines and then like obviously horses like up in the trees. I did that with my friends and it was the most fun I've had in a very, very long time. It was just real like innocent childlike fun, you know? And I haven't had done anything that wholesome in a long time. And it was so good. And I can't recommend it enough. Like if you go do something wholesome and childlike. I mean, we, we were the only adults there. Everyone else was like six years old, but I had the best time ever. And yeah, that was, that was my New York experience. I just have some things written down here on my notes about what else I wanted to update you guys on. But this is actually something that happened this morning. I woke up at 6 a.m. this morning. Just like anytime I wake up early, I've got to tell you that I woke up early. It was actually because I fell asleep last night um, on my sofa at 7 p.m. And I woke up at 6 a.m. Uh, on the sofa, like wildly confused. I didn't know what day it was. I didn't know if I'd slept through. I missed the podcast. Like I was just, I, I, it's because I had a huge, huge mountainous bowl of spaghetti bolognese, which I haven't had in ages. Basically, my mum came yesterday to bring me to my hospital appointment because I'm incapable of going there on my own anymore. I had it. I fell asleep. When I woke up, my mum had gone back to Ireland. And I was, like, I was just, just so confused and so disoriented. She just left me to sleep on the sofa. I, I was scrolling. I couldn't get back to sleep, so I was scrolling on TikTok. And I came across the most majestic boy I've ever seen in my life. He was the most stunning boy on TikTok. Um, well, no, okay, let me explain. So he was stunning wore amazing clothes. He was from Ireland. I was like, you're ticking all my boxes right now. He had gorgeous tattoos, like nice hair, whatever. I think he might've even had a nose piercing. And I was like, this boy's gorgeous. And then it hit me. I was like, I'm seeing this boy on TikTok right now because he's made a TikTok. And then I went on his TikTok and he makes TikToks regularly. And he makes those TikToks where he gets ready with people and he stands there in his boxers and he puts on his clothes. And I was like, oh my God, this has been happening way too often recently. I keep seeing gorgeous boys. And then I realized I'm seeing them on TikTok because they've been posting TikToks. And then I realized this is one thing that I, this is like a, a non-negotiable for me. I don't like, I don't think I like a boy who makes TikToks. It's not for me. And who am I? This, 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 all my things, like my ex and stuff are so unreasonable. Like I, I, I every, every day I find a new ex. Like I've written down here as well as umbrella, a boy who uses an umbrella. The most like normal thing. And who am I to judge someone for just wanting to keep dry in the rain? But for some reason, it's a non-negotiable for me. Like if you make TikToks or if you wear an umbrella, you wear an umbrella, if you like carry an umbrella, it's just never gonna work. And it kind of made me realize that like, I might just be being a bit too picky these days. Like, but I kind of just love it. I mentioned in my last podcast, I just love being single. And like even going to New York, like this weekend made me realize how much I love being single because like I was just able to like pop off to New York for the weekend and see friends and go on a date and like not have to like, like worry about anyone. Like I'm not, I'm not like upsetting anyone. I don't have the stress of anyone ringing me, like asking me where I am. And I don't know if I only appreciate being single so much because I've had a toxic relationship before in the past that now I'm like, whoa. I just am fucking free right now that it's made me be so picky and like made me appreciate being single. But there's just something so wholesome about like my friends now are my main priority. Like I actually love being on my own. I used to have like severe FOMO. I 
struggled with it to the point that I was just going out like four times a week for no reason. Like my friends, I would say like they are party girls and I am also included in that. Like we are a little group of party girls. Like we love to party. We love to go out. We love to go to fucking Soho House and have picantes. And we just, we're always, we, we are always out. I don't actually like drinking a lot. Like I don't, I, I, I don't get it wrong. I'm Irish. I love drinking. Like I love going out once a week and getting a bit hammered, you know, but I struggle, I think, because I'm a little bit sometimes mentally unstable. I struggle with uh, dealing with hangovers three times a week. And I've actually become way more functional in my hangovers. Like, I, I'm able to get up and do things now. But I think it always it always catches up with me. Like, after a week of drinking, you know, then I, like, actually, like, become a little bit depressed. And it obviously is all down to drinking. Like, I'm very aware of that. So, anyway, I don't like doing it that often. But the reason that I kept doing it was because, like, I just couldn't say no. Like, if I knew my friends were going out, I had to go. Because I've always thought, like, they're going to have the best best night out like they're gonna like make some like lifelong memories and then I would go and we wouldn't make any lifelong memories and we would just go to Soho House and have too many picantes and then go home you know like it was always the same thing every time but then when I got my surgery done on my arm I didn't go out for like maybe a week or 10 days and I initially was like oh maybe I've got a little bit of FOMO but I got over it really really quickly like I got over the FOMO bit and in that week actually you know what my friends made a whole new friend group it's all boys and like they're all like going out together like in a big group of boy and girls which is just fun isn't it like I would have loved I, I, I love going out in a big group of girls and boys and I, I went out um with my friends and we met up like with a few of these boys and they were like, it was as if they'd known each other since they were five years old. And they had all these inside jokes and they were all talking about like that time that they hung out the other day. And I stood there and I was like, oh my God, I can never miss a night out ever again. Like this is fucked up. Like I literally, like they, like, they were like, whatever, conversing, they were having the best time. And I was kind of stood there like, God, I really have missed a lot. And they, they were like going on to the next party. They were all going to meet up with their new friend, like more of their new friends. And they're like, oh, Olivia, come. And I was like, guys, I think I'm gonna go home. Like, I really, like, I feel like I have no idea, like, I've, I've missed a year of going out. I can't believe that, like, one week of not going out has done this to me. Like, I, I don't know what has happened. So now I think that the FOMO is probably gonna come back and I'm gonna have to start going out again four times a week because I actually started off this whole point saying that I've kind of gotten over my FOMO, but after explaining my that party situation where I actually just had missed out on a whole new friend group, I'm gonna have to start going out again. So if you see me out at parties a lot in the future, you're gonna know why. Because life moves fast. That was another thing that like, when I got my surgery done, I thought like the whole world would stop in time with me and it didn't. And I was like, what the fuck? Like I, I actually saw like a full TikTok about this or like I think someone commented on my TikTok because I was on the Eurostar back home and I was like so upset because it was like the day before I was getting my surgery and I was like, whoa, like everyone's just getting on with life and like no one right now in this train knows that my arms are about to be fucking mangled. Like my arm is gonna be horrible. But I wish I could show you a photo, but basically it's like a big scar down the middle of my arm, like from like here to here. And then because they put staples in it to keep it together, there's then holes all the way down on each side of the scar. Like it's not nice. And anyway, I was just freaking out in the Eurostar home and like, like crying, like listening to sad songs in the Eurostar home. And I was like, no one even cares. No one in this Eurostar cares. And all the comments were like, oh, Olivia, like I know how this feels. Like you must feel like, like you're like completely on your own in this. And I guess like, honestly, I should probably like, I know I say it every time, but I'm gonna, my, my mom made me promise I was gonna go to therapy yesterday because I was in a foil mood and I cut off all my hair and then I wouldn't speak to her. I was like, mom, don't speak to me. I just want spaghetti bolognese. She was like, and if I think you need to speak to someone because it was quite like isolating, like, cause you, like I was the only one going through it, you know, like obviously like it wasn't that bad and it could have been a lot worse. And I actually could have had to get like 
god forbid like cancer like treatment like chemotherapy and stuff like i didn't have to get that but like it was quite isolating like thinking like oh i have to go through this on my own like i'm the one that has to get surgery like i'm gonna be left with the ugly scar and like no one even really cares everyone else is just getting on with their lives of course like that is just life that is how it goes that was my like <laughs> i don't even know how i got onto that god quite depressing anyway um been spending quite a lot of time on my own and just really enjoying it like I'm just not even like, I don't even have the energy to like speak to people. I went back on Raya, which is like a weird dating app. I've spoken about Raya before. It's like, it's, it, I think it was initially like a celebrity dating app, but like, it's not even celebrities on there anymore. Like literally just like finance bros and footballers. And I don't even know who's on there. Like, like, like it's like for creatives, I think is like the, the idea. So there's a lot like, you know, photographers, models and stuff. I, I just can't, I can't do it. I hate it so much. And like, I can't like, message boys i can't even flirt I, I can't remember the last time i flirted with someone i don't have the energy right now i was like even like speaking to someone for a while and then i was like i don't want to be in a relationship with you so what's the point in this and it just goes to them because i just cannot put energy into like i know i don't want a relationship at the minute and i, I won't i'm not looking for one like i saw julia fox do an interview recently or yeah it was an interview with drew barrymore and drew barrymore is like so like are you happy being single? And she was like, yeah, I'm so happy being single. Like, I can't imagine being in a relationship. I'm not looking for one. Like, I just love hanging out with my friends and like not having any stress, not having to answer to anyone. I'm just like happy at the minute. And like, it would take a lot for me to change that. Like, I've got a full criteria. And she started listing off her criteria. And Drew Barrymore was like, what if that's like unrealistic? Like everything you're saying is a bit unrealistic. And like, what if 10 years from now, you're like 45 or whatever, or like 50 and you're still single. And she was like, well, then I'll still be happy. I was like, that's so true. Like, I don't like, unless my, like, unless I find someone that genuinely like elevates my life and makes me like happier than I can make myself or my friends can make me that I'm not putting my energy into it. I can't do it. I don't like, I'm not getting anything. I went, I was seeing a boy in New York, not seeing a boy, like a guy that I like sometimes see, whatever. I saw him in New York and I was just like, literally like I'm in my, I'm not, <laughs> I was going to say, I can't say this because I'm actually not asexual and there's people that are asexual, but I'm in my asexual bag right now. Like I actually could not, like the thought of, it's just like not appealing to me. Like I'm just not, I'm not on it. I can't speak to boys at the minute. Not interested. Yeah, like, so like my criteria is just like, it is a lot, but I'm like, I've been thinking, I don't want the next boy that I speak to. I think <laughs> this is such a weird like thing but I really want someone to be able to take me places that I couldn't take myself like I want someone to like I'm gonna go through my criteria of like what I would ideally want in it in my next partner and like if they don't meet this and I'm just not gonna bother and you know what I probably won't stick to this and I definitely won't because like knowing me I don't know I love a good bum you know who doesn't no a lot of people shouldn't and if you're listening to this don't like I just feel like in my line of work I am you know what, give myself a pat on the back. I would say that I am quite successful. I have my own home. I have my own car. I've got cats. I'm able to like provide for myself, you know? And um, I find often that I'm attracted to people that maybe aren't as successful as me. And that's the, I don't know. 
I am often the provider in my relationships. I guess it's hard because like I am a bit of an anomaly. Like if I'm going for boys like my own age, like a lot of people my age, you know, are still like in uni, like they're still figuring out their life. They're not going to be as successful. And that's just like how it is. But anyway, I've decided in my next um, partner, I would like them to be more successful than me. In fact, okay, that's actually a lie. I don't want my next partner to be more successful than me. I actually don't, I get really uncomfortable when people like buy things for me or like, um, like just pay for things for me. Like I could never like be that person. And on, honestly, like, con- like, all power to you when girls like have boys like pay for their lifestyle like you know like wags or something or just like people who have like really rich boyfriends who like pay for their rent or something like i power to you girl you know what get that bag but i just i get really uncomfortable when people do it for me even when someone pays for dinner for me i just it makes me uncomfortable like i obviously get that like that is a very like chivalrous thing to do that men do on like the first day is like pay for things but it just makes me uncomfortable so like ideally my i my I think my ideal man would be on the same level as me. Like we are successful as each other. I don't want them to be like mega fucking rich and like mega successful. Cause then I will feel like a sugar baby and I don't want that. I still like to pay for things, you know? Like I would like to split the bill with you. I would like to split the bill with you without me feeling like I'm making you like in debt. I think maybe like a finance bro. Actually, no, I don't know. I've recently been thinking that, but I've just been watching a lot of things with finance bros in them. But like, you know what? I love a man in a suit. I love a man in a suit so much. And I'm just thinking maybe if I start dating a finance bro or like a, a like successful lawyer, then I get to see them in a, in a suit every day. And I want... The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. My next partner to have a really nice car, because I often find that I am the one driving people around a lot. And I do love it. I've talked about it before, how I, I like driving people around, like it's like my... I feel really confident when I'm driving people around, but it would just be nicely picked up every now and then. I've so, I spoke about this before, and I think I remember if it was my last mini monologue, my last podcast, but like the second a man starts giving me stress or in any way, like becoming a negative impact in my life, I just flee from the situation because I'm so hyper aware now of what I don't want in a man. Like I just cannot take any shit. Like I was such a pushover in the past and I would forgive people for doing things that like I should not have forgiven people for. So the second someone becomes in- negative in any sort of way, I'm like, you're gone, you're done. We are not, I'm not doing this again. I also really like a man who takes initiative. Like, I want a man that will be like, oh, I'm picking you up at this time. I've booked this restaurant, I've got this. Instead of just coming around to my house and like hanging out with me, like the amount of times that people just want to like come around and hang out and watch Netflix. Which, like, obviously I guess like whatever, like it's, it's chill. Like we're just hanging out, it's a Thursday night. I don't care actually, no, I deserve to be taken out. I want to be taken out for the first like five dates. I think people become comfortable way too quickly these days. And it's like back in the day, I think, well, I don't know. Cause I wasn't alive, but I can imagine like my mom and dad, like when my dad took my mom out for the first time, like I guess they probably went for dinner the first time. And I, I guarantee you their second date was not hanging out in my mom's house and watching TV. Like I guarantee you they went on at least like five dates. I might start doing that. Like five dates is the minimum before we can hang out casually like I want to get excited about like I actually really like kind of enjoy dates like that's like something that like doesn't like negatively impact me like I don't like talking to boys that's the one thing I can't do like shit text conversations I don't enjoy that I'm not really good at texting I don't uh, yeah I'm not that amazing at texting like often I find that like it's just dry like I'm 
tried to like speak to someone on Snapchat. Snapchat as well. What the fuck am I doing on Snapchat? We need to move on from the Snapchat. I'm 22 years old. But anyway, I was like chatting to this boy on Snapchat, like who I kind of fancied. And it was just so dead. Like the conversation was the most like dead thing ever. Like I was like, I popped up to him. Like I popped up to someone on Snapchat at 22 years old. Like, what am I doing? Anyway, I popped up to him and it was just so dry. And I was like, oh my God, I tried to put my energy into something and it's just so dry. And like, I cannot carry a conversation anymore. I will not be carrying conversation with men. I can't do it. So if like someone is a dry texter, they're gone immediately. I'm done with that. But yeah, I feel like a date like isn't like that draining. Like I'm not putting my energy into it. Like if I'm like taking out for dinner, I really enjoy that. So like that is my new thing. I will be taking out for dinner, but I'm not putting my energy into something. Like I'm not texting you. I don't have to tell you what I'm doing every single day. Because that is actually a draining thing. And I think that's like something that I was quite used to doing. And like I'm quite a full on person in relationships. Like I often like in my previous relationships, like I would know what my partner was doing all day, every day. He would know what I was doing all day, every day. He would know who I'm with. We'd be texting every second of every day like if I was at home we'd be on FaceTime like if well I wouldn't be not with him like if if we were both at home not doing anything we would be together like there was never like I actually that's really unhealthy no I think what it is unhealthy like I would love to like in the Julia Fox podcast I was watching she was basically being like I want um my next partner to be okay with only seeing me once a week and that is honestly something that I would like to get to a point of being able to say because I know I'm the one that is also quite full-on like I'm like well if we're both just hanging out at our houses why don't we hang out together but I actually like want to be I want to love my own company enough to not want that and also I want to be busy like I I don't want to be sat at home doing nothing to the point that I'm like wanting on boy to come over like I don't want that I like keeping busy like I like filling my days with things I like seeing friends they're way more important to me than boys right now um but yeah I, I definitely want to get to the point where I'm like okay we can see each other once a week and that's it I don't like, I think it is really draining like draining of your energy for someone to like know your whereabouts at all times that's another thing I'm not gonna do I'm never gonna have a boy have my location again I actually have everyone have my location I was thinking about this the other day like I don't know why you turn that off do you guys have find my friends because like I have so many people on find my friends like I have people that I was friends with like four years ago have find my friends like that I don't speak to you anymore and they still have my location at all times like I genuinely have like 20 people on there and I'm like is that is that weird like I was speaking to someone about it recently they're like like why do you have so many people like I don't have anyone like no one has my location like like don't you feel weird that like people like know your whereabouts at all times I was like I guess I I guess that is kind of a weird concept isn't it but I love it oh my god I spent I literally it's probably one of my like most used apps I sit and find my friends all day like I love seeing where my friends are like it's a bit stalkers it's kind of like the same thing as like to like I don't know why I like it so much I just like like knowing information I like knowing like what coffee shop my friend has gone, gone to to get her matcha from this morning like I'll text my friend be like what are you doing she'll be like I'm at, I'm, like, I'm at a cafe with whatever with this person I'll go on and go I wonder where she is none of my fucking business don't know why I care so much, but I love it. It's such a fun little app, but also a weird concept. Um, and definitely not something that I'm going to have a, in a relationship because like um, that, like my, in previous relationships, I've all, like it's been automatic, like, oh, you can have my location, but I don't think I want that. But then I'm also like, oh, I want, like, I'm a bit of a psycho, but in my next relationship, I'm not going to be a psycho. Like I used to like always check, you know, like who my boyfriend was or at the time like my boyfriend was following and stuff like I don't I don't want to be that person like I don't want to be a psycho girlfriend and check who he's following and like check like try like see who's liking his pictures and like check their location like, I don't want to be that person ever again um so yeah the location is like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be giving my location to anyone in future but yeah basically I'm just like getting to a point in my life where I'm like I'm very happy with myself and I, I'm I'm really working on myself I feel like and I'm 
gonna start going to therapy and I wanna like pick up some hobbies. And also like, I think I want someone successful because I think when someone's successful, it means they've got a bit of structure in their life. Um, I'm just saying in the future, if I ever have a partner, I want them to be successful because another thing I want to start doing again is YouTube. Like I actually really do miss YouTube. I love, I love making videos. I don't even care. I think I was like a bit scared because I know like YouTube hype has kind of like just gone down. Like no one really, I like, I watch YouTube every single day, all day. Like I don't really watch TV. I've talked about this. Like I, all I do is watch YouTube. So I know I still love it, but like, I know that like in general views have gone down on YouTube. Like I just feel like less people have been watching it recently. And I kind of was like scared to post because I would often like compare, like if I posted a video on lockdown, it would literally get like a million views. And then like, I'm like, oh, why am I going to put so much effort into a YouTube video and then post it and I get like 60K views? Like that's embarrassing. It's not embarrassing at all. And like if I'm enjoying making YouTube videos and like I actually enjoy like filming stuff and editing it and like I want to like get back to that um, and I want to start doing that again. And I've honestly got like a bit more free time now because obviously I've got my podcast, but that is one day a week, you know, like what am I doing for the rest of the days? Obviously I've got other stuff on and like um I do like brand, like just like brand deals and stuff. I just think that like, I'm freeing up a lot more time for myself and I want to start doing that. There's like, oh my God, you know what I'm going to start doing actually? I want to start doing acting classes. Ick, I've given myself the ick. Um, but I love, like, I used to love drama so much. Like I did drama since I was five years old, like speech and drama. And then I did like drama GCSE and stuff. Did I, and I did drama, I did drama A-level. What the fuck? Did I? Yeah, I did. Maths, physics and drama. I did drama A-level. Like, I really like acting and stuff. And I the thing that, like, made me, like, like really, like, reignited my idea of wanting to do acting was I was watching this um show on Netflix called Everything Now. And there was this girl in it who I really recognized. And then I, like, put two and two together. And she was basically, like, you know, like, the, like kind of, I don't even think, I can't remember how many likes this would have got. But anyway, there's this girl from Ireland and she had like a photo on Instagram go viral. And she like, I just became like obsessed with her. Like she was like my age. I think she's my age. And she was just like this little girl from like Dublin who just like kind of went Instagram famous back in the day. Like I'm talking like, we like we must have been like 13. Like it was like ages ago. Kind of before like there was like influencers. Like I don't even think she was really like an influencer. I don't know. Maybe she had like um 10K or something, but she was just really, really pretty. Um, I think she was like a model or something. And then, yeah, I saw her as an actress on this show on Netflix and she was just like acting away and like, I was like, wow, that's so cool. Like, you were just like a little like in, like Instagram, like influencer model and now you're an actress. Like, that's so cool. Like, I would love to do that. And I think, to be fair, I think she went to acting school and stuff. I was like, maybe I'll just start getting acting lessons and maybe I'll become a famous actress. Probably won't. Uh, like, it gives me the ick thinking about it and like thinking about me in a fucking acting class. Like, or like, I would like to go to an acting like, like one-on-one. I don't know. I just can really see myself as an actress. Can you not? Like... <laughs> no no one can but I don't I just feel like that is like my calling in life is to do acting in some kind of way like watch me like start acting and like be really shit and like have to just do like tv ads or something like that is like like if I, I'm gonna go to an acting class and I'm gonna do it or like having like an acting coach session I'm gonna tell them straight up like you just need to tell me if I'm not good enough because like, I'm only gonna do it if I'm really good because if I'm like kind of mediocre then that's fucking embarrassing you know like if someone like does social media and then tries to like move into something else it's okay if they're really good at it but if they're like a bit ugh, it's just so embarrassing <laughs> 
<laughs> I like give myself the ick. But anyway, that is something that I would like to do. Anyway, as I was saying, I want some, someone that's successful because then they also have structure in their life and they're not going to be sitting around all day in my flat or like, you know, like if someone's available at all times of the day because they don't really have a proper job, then that is dangerous for me because very quickly I fall into the let's hang out all day every day and do fuck all and not like do anything with our lives. And we all know I'm a lazy person at heart, so we, I don't need that. Um, I want someone that like actually can only see me maybe once, like as well once a week because I'm like, I want us both to be busy. Um, and yeah, that is that is what I'm looking for if I ever find a partner again but at the minute I just want to be single and I want to work on myself and I want to become a famous actress that is like my I think it's gonna be like my hyper fixation I often do that like I pick up hobbies for like a week like I was like really into pilates for a while that lasted about a month I actually do love pilates and I want to start back at it but um I went to like one class and it was too hard and I got really embarrassed and I gave myself the ick and I never went back to Pilates. So I need to get over that and go back. But anyway, I, I often get like hyper fixated on things, but my new one is gonna be acting. So I'm gonna be a famous actress, mark my words. But the thing is like, I have really unrealistic expectations for myself. Like I'm like, I'm either gonna win a BAFTA or I'm not doing it. And that is really unrealistic. And I need to be real with myself for a second, but oh my God, how funny would that be if I like was in a fucking Netflix show? <laughs> I just give myself the ick automatically, but I just really see it for myself. Like I really like, it would be a dream of mine. But the main problem is actually, is I don't think I can do accents. And I think that is something that I would definitely need to learn to do because um, I don't think I'm gonna get very far with my accent. It is not very versatile unless I wanna be in Dairy Girls. Um, so that is something that I'm gonna have to work on in my acting classes. Okay. I'm going to go now because um, I've got a full day at the gym planned after this. Basically, my gym got an ice bath. Now, initially, I was like, this is gorgeous. Like, I've never done an ice bath before. I did it for the first time last week. I lasted a minute. It was horrendous. I don't know how people do it, but, like, I kind of, like, I felt incredible after. You know how sometimes if you, like, go on a run or, like, you work out and you get, like, endorphins after you work out, like... I think that's the word endorphins like you just feel a little bit happy after like you get a bit of a buzz but then I went in the ice bath at my gym and I lasted a full minute you know proud of myself and initially like as soon as I got out I was like that was the most fucking horrendous thing I've ever done like I can't feel my legs it felt like pins and needles all over my body I was completely numb then I literally for the rest of the day couldn't stop smiling I literally like it it was the best thing I've ever done ever for like my mental health. And it was only one time. So like imagine doing that every day. Like I know I get what people are obsessed with ice baths, but like it actually made me feel incredible. And then I woke up this morning. I was like, wow, I feel pretty shit today. Like I feel down. Uh, I need to go to the ice bath today. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the ice bath because it rocked my fucking world, guys. I really cannot recommend it enough. It did disgust me thoroughly though, because I was thinking about it and they don't change the water. Like um, it's like a gym, like it's, it's a Soho house gym, you know, like, I was gonna say it's a public gym. I guess it is still a public gym. Like, there's people, hundreds of people use that gym every single day, but then they don't change the water. And um, there was a really like, oh, like, so the person that went in after me, so I wouldn't have gone in if he'd gone in before me, because like, th this is what really like brought me back down to earth. So I went in, whatever, had fun. And then the guy who got in after me was like, kind of like, it, he was like an old man and he was really wrinkly, but he was wearing budgie smugglers. And I could literally see his pubes and it was fucking disgusting. And, I, and he got in after me and I was like, oh my God. Like I just got in that water without even thinking that they haven't changed that. And like there could be like there could be pubes 
in the ice bath, like your pubes are going in the ice bath. And there's no doubt that that old man's pubes are in the ice bath as we spilled it. Of course, I can see that they're in the ice bath right now and they're probably falling off. There's probably pubes on the floor. Anyway, it kind of grossed me out after thinking about how, how many people have gone in there and they haven't changed the water. I feel like I'm going to go back today because I need a little boost of endorphins. But yeah, that's what I'm doing today. But anyway, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Keep an eye out on Friday for my mini monologue. And I will see you next week. Love you. Bye.